Yeah, yeah, yeah! Come and take a look at the snow. Bright white as far as your eyesight goes. Come and take a look at the fields of snow. I'll just get my coat, then we're good to go. Come and take a look at the lake. Let's have a quick skate before it gets late. Come and take a look at the frozen lake. Put your clothes on, mate. Don't make that mistake. Greetings, holiday shoppers. There are now 157 shopping days left until Christmas. And I think you know what that means. That means it's time for another episode of Christmas Creeps, your one-stop shop for holiday movies and TV shows all year round. Hi, my name is Joseph Wade. I will be your host for this evening. Here with me tonight on our 100th episode is Johnny Five, the human robot. Oh, hey, what's up? Didn't see you there. John, we've been on the call for half an hour. I know, but I didn't see you there. (laughs) Well, that's the magic of Discord. Uh, also uh, joining us is uh, Karen Five, back from a long hiatus. Karen, what's going on? Hey, not much. Just uh, chilling here in quarantine, guys. I know, right? It's still happening. <laughs> this this world we've we've uh, fallen into is still here. I hate it. Yeah. And of course, last but not least, it's Mister Bradford. That's what I like to call a cold open. Ah. Oh, no <laughs> it's gonna be that kind of show isn't it oh boy it's gonna be that kind of a show isn't it oh oh it is there we go <sighs> so yeah this is our official 100th episode which is amazing to me because we've been doing this for five and a half years that's fucked up really <laughs> yeah most podcasts get to 100 in like two years but because we decide to go three weeks between episodes, uh, it's taken us a while. Hey, motherfucker, you can't rush greatness. It's, it's a, a choice. It is <laughs> about the journey, not the destination. We've slowly <laughs> lurched our way to 100 episodes, and that's how we like it. Also, we do, we, you know, we've got those things called stocking stuffers that really uh, th- throw one more monkey wrench into the journey to 100, 100 every single time. Uh, and whose fault is that? It's my fault. I'll let you take the blame for that one. Everything tonight is my fault. Like, the whole show is my fault. God damn it, Joe. Let's not dwell on that. Look what you did, you little jerk. (laughs) I know. Uh, But I'm so excited to be here because it's finally happening. We've done a hundred of these shows, and... Boy, are my arms tired. (laughs) Uh, So, tonight on the show, for our hundredth episode, we decided it was time to pull out one of the big guns. One of the Christmas movies that everyone knows and everyone loves. One of the movies we've been saving for a good time. It's got John Favreau. It's got Faison Love. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We already it's, watched Iron Man 3. What are you talking about? It's time to talk about the 2000 Keanu Reeves football comedy, The Replacements. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wait, I watched The Replacements. Did you guys not watch The Replacements? I watched The Replacement Killers. Oh, no. We did it again, guys. I listened to The Replacements. Has anybody else seen The Replacements at all no. lately? Ever? Okay. What is the replacements? Also, until tonight, I had never seen the movie we actually watched. Is the Whoa. replacements the Keanu Reeves football movie? Yes, I literally just said that. I was not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I have seen the Keanu Reeves football movie, but it's been uh, 150 years since I have. <sighs> the it's one been where four years. The one where the Seven Up guy gets his football teammates to sing "I Will Survive" in a jail cell. Yeah, it's a good time. I wow. enjoy it. And also, there's no Christmas in it at all, except for the fact that it has John Favreau and Faison Love. Which Do you seems... mean the 7-Up guy? Like, the little, like, dot? 
<laughs> no, not this is a cool <laughs> spot. Has a name, you racist. Yeah, cool spot. <laughs> Orlando Jones is many things, but a cool spot he is not. <laughs> Welcome to Ding Number One video game chat. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Did anybody play Cool Spot back in the day? Or chat? oh yeah, uh, or yeah. Chat? No. I remember having having I, played it on Game Boy. I rented oh, it from wow. the video store several times. I've oh, been shit. I've been doing a deep dive into Game Boy sort of recaps on YouTube. That's what I do while I'm multitasking. <laughs> and if licensed SNES games were dire, the Game Boy conversions are oh so much worse. And I I feel for you, John. Wow. This um, is what you... this is what Brad does when he watch while he watches his baby sleep. Right, exactly. These are you know, good baby videos. You know the, the Dilbert videos that Seaboy RD made on YouTube? Like the Dilbert, I want you to wear this bolo tie ones? Yeah, yeah, the... NFL.com. Go to, to yeah. www.nfl.com. <laughs> and just... Check it out. Check it out. I think he deleted a lot of his YouTube stuff, but he had a video that was, it was Let's Play of Shrek. Oh, fuck, I <laughs> love was, that video. It was him playing Shrek on the GBA, not giving any commentary at all, just being like, oh, yeah, come on, good, yeah. <laughs> sometimes hey, sometimes I just... still go look at the why, well, why is Shrek piss hashtag Italiano tweet. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love that that's still on Twitter. It's so good. It's the best. I... Hey, I, I find hey. myself saying Iraqi Kurd were regarded as strongest policemen way more often than any one person should. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, you guys, speaking of movies that have Game Boy Advance games, let's talk about the John Favreau phase on love movie Elf. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, oh. that movie. Yeah, that but, one. The thing we're nominally supposed to be here talking about tonight. Oh, I guess. I mean, this is this is a movie that I feel like if there's any new movie that's become like a christmas classic in the last 20 years this is the one right yeah, yeah. i have for better um, or for better and for worse i was actually telling john when we were watching this a friend of mine actually cites elf as one of her favorite movies of all time Ooh, really yeah she was also probably about 10 when it came out so i mean that's that's a little, little fair. bit younger than us that also seems like the kind of question they put on like an employee per, uh, personality test. Oh my right? god! So <laughs> just... <laughs> to pull back the curtain a little bit, we have that, and when new people come on in our company on our little company like social media message board or whatever, it automatically posts their favorite vacation spot and their favorite um, movie. And man, man, these answers oh my are god. so basic. I was about to ask how basic they were. The most basic. Oh, oh boy! I mean, <laughs> it just gets like what it says. It both just both their answers are just the beach. Yeah, so many, <laughs> so many Godfathers, so many Shawshank Redemptions, and yes, for vacation, more than Water half, of, more than half of them are the beach or the mountains. Yeah, yeah. favorite vacation spot, the beach. Favorite movie, the beach. <laughs> the beach. <laughs> Oh man, it's <laughs> favorite favorite novel on the beach, favorite vacation spot on the beach. Other favorite movie beaches. I'm yeah. not I'm not one to decry anybody's faves, but they oh, the answers are just the Oh, it's so stereotypically basic. It's crazy. I honestly can't tell you why I've seen the movie The Beach. <laughs> it came out when I was in high school. I've watched it when I was in high school, but I it's not a movie I would go and see. In high school, because it was... I don't even know what it's about. Is it it's a of, DiCaprio, Danny Boyle movie. Is it okay. one of those movies when you're in high school that you just go to 
be with other people. Like, you go with your friends. I got dragged to so many movies I didn't want to see when I was in high school. Like, the time I went to see Old School with, like, my older brother and his college friends when I was in, like, ninth grade. It must have been, like, we had a, uh, I guess it was probably we had a free trial of, like, Showtime or Cinemax when Digital Cable first came out and it just was on because it was about that at that time. That's the best reason I can think of. Gotcha. The one thing I miss about having TV like that is having all those stupid-ass, like, encore movie channels. What if, What are you, like, watching Cinemax for if not to watch, like, softcore porn, though? Skinemax? For, yeah. for new releases. That, that's what Cinemax is for, new releases and softcore porn. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a business model. It's, it's basically, like, family video of the channel. Hmm. <laughs> Except they have hardcore as well. And listen, the only reason you upgrade to HBO is if every once in a while you also want to watch Home Alone. Yeah. Because Home Alone, because HBO's business model is basically, you know, new releases and softcore porn, but also just Home Alone. Well, the softcore porn has like a higher production value. It's true. Yeah. It's they, they got the, they have the extra money to make it really sing. Right, exactly. Oh, uh, I had no. I had a point in all of that and I forgot what it was. So, it was hey. remember movie theaters. They're that probably not going to be gonna, the theme yeah. of this episode. Probably not going to be around very much longer, huh? Remember this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if anything was going to kill movie theaters, like, <laughs> I guess it's COVID. Oh. So yeah, Elf. Yeah, speaking of Elf, hey, if you're uh, outside, put a fucking mask on. I, I'm going to give everybody a week, alright? And then the new rule is, if I see your nose, I break it. <laughs> That's a pretty good rule. Also, speaking of Elf, Will Ferrell was in, was in old school, wasn't he? He was, yeah. yeah. See, we tied it back around. Yeah. Yes, we're back on topic now. Will Ferrell. We could have been talking about the new Will Ferrell movie, the year, his Eurovision movie on Netflix. I saw like, um, which... on our PlayStation, I saw like the little icon for that and the TV stuff. And for a second thought that there was like a documentary about Eurovision on Netflix. And I was like really excited for like half a second. <laughs> I watched that thing, and it <laughs> yeah. made me sad. Be good, doc. Because, oh no! <laughs> because it's not good at all. But what strikes me about it is whoever wrote it clearly really loves Eurovision and was really banking on that movie teaching dumb Americans what Eurovision is. But oh, man, it's no. just the worst. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, I just want oh. like I saw that though, and I I just want a documentary about Eurovision. You know what? Like, I just want to watch Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, that too. But I, I love documentaries, so. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, my, my 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 feeling about that is like, if you're gonna try to make a movie to teach Americans like how crazy Eurovision is, just show them Eurovision. Yeah, yeah. it's already pretty much beyond parody. Already, it, it is. I mean, it's, I mean, epic sax guy. Like, I was in exactly. I was in Europe for that Eurovision. Yeah, the 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 is it Slovakia, Slovenia? Whoever did the Runaway, the sax guy. Yeah, that was the one Eurovision I was in Europe for. Oh, wow. You could have awesome. gone. You could have seen him thrusting in person. I don't even know what country it was, but probably not the one I was in. So okay, Europe's <laughs> yeah, you know, Europe's not that big, but it's, it takes longer. It takes longer to get to Europe than it does to get to Joe's house, and it takes a bit to get to Joe's house. <laughs> yeah, That's true. I live out drive. in the sticks now. <sighs> so hey, let's talk about Elf and how this movie I really feel like is ground zero for everything that I hate about movies today. Oh. Can can all be traced back to Elf and the fact that also, it is... Also, uh, speaking of Ground Zero... Oh my god. 
What what happened there's, in New York City this week, Karen? There, no, there's someone in this movie who is a uh, 9-11 truther. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's fucking baffling that Ed Asner is known for two things. Being a hardcore socialist to the point where it was costing him his career. And also being a fucking 9-11 truther. Also, I mean, Ed Asner is still alive. That too. Hey, Alexa, is Ed Asner still alive? Edward Asner is still alive. <laughs> He's 90 years old. <laughs> He's 90 years old. thought he was a lot older than that. I remember, he was on the fucking Mary Tyler Moore show, and Mary Tyler Moore's dead now. Like, if you go to the the website, is Abe Vigoda still alive? It'll say, no, but Ed Asner is. <laughs> That's perfect. Man, when you guys told me he was a truther, that really bummed me out. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the, like, the leftist case for being a truther is. Like raging against the machine in the stupidest way possible i guess i don't know because because he's specifically a building seven truther oh my god yeah As it, I'm, yeah i feel like i should be relieved that i don't know what that means yeah honestly like, i'm like what blissfully unaware of a lot it's, of it's like a weird subtrain of truthers where it's like okay so yeah those planes totally hit the twin towers but then they use that as a distraction to do a oh. controlled demolition of building seven because building seven. Oh, is, is this because the the jet fuel can't can't melt steel beams? Shit. No, no, that... no, 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 no that, that's loose change. That that's straight up trutherism. This is oh, okay. building seven trutherism specifically. Like, no, from what I understand is no nine eleven happened, but they used it as a cover to blow up building seven, which they wanted to do anyway. Why did they want to yeah. blow up building seven? Because uh, that's where the real secret to the Iraq War was, I guess, or something. Where the Illuminati lives. It's like some yeah. ping pong comet ping pong basement. Oh, uh, also, Stuff. hopping off of this, I, I've been playing a shitload of Final Fantasy XIV lately. <laughs> That's my life. What have to do with the World Trade Center? Uh, today, I got I got some uh, cosmetic shoes from someone in our free company, which is basically like the guilds in the game, by saying in our free company chat that Bush did 9-11. <laughs> they gave you shoes. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, it was like I made some extra blank. First person that says no, Bush it was, did it was 9/11. For, first, first six people in, in FC chat. Let's say Bush did nine eleven. So, going but, but, with all of the weird stuff going on right now with Dungeons and Dragons, have you guys seen any of that? They're redoing a lot of like the race stuff, right? Yes, yeah. They they in a, a part of their response to uh, basically people actually realizing, hey, maybe we shouldn't be as racist as we've been. They're starting to relook at that and especially go after orcs and drow with the idea of like, orcs and drow, they represent non-white people. And also they oh. are all irredeemably evil. Yeah. So yeah. in addition to all of that, one thing came out with a person named Orion Black, which I feel sorry for any non-binary person who's named after a Harry Potter character. <laughs> Yikes. <God> damn it. <laughs> um, but they were like, basically, I was a diversity hire. They hired me just to be like, look. We have a non-binary, non-binary black person on staff. But part of that's coming out is they are taking some of the older content that they're still selling and putting, like, warning labels on it. Like, hey, you know this thing called Oriental Adve- Adventures? Turns out it's kind of racist. That's oh, so they're going, the warning label says. They're going the Looney Tunes route and saying, hey, guys, just so you know, this cartoon features smoking. So be <laughs> careful. <laughs> Be warned. Except the real analogy is that Looney Tunes did the exact literal thing and said, hey, this cartoon... Oh, okay. This cartoon features depictions of blackface and times were different when this was created. Therefore, we have to tell you in all all due diligence, but just so you know... 
yeah, we're still the, making the, money off this. I'm right. pretty sure the Oriental Adventures book is from the 80s, and if they had the technology at the time, there would be a gong noise when you open the damn book. <laughs> yeah. But the reason oh, I yeah. bring that up is because... No, go ahead. Does it have the really bad font? You know the one? Almost certainly, yes. It almost <laughs> certainly has the Chi- the Chinese restaurant font. Let me just say, you know the font. Yes. Yeah. And it's not papyrus, which is yeah, that, the, the 2020 stand-in, or the 20, 2000 stand-in for that. You know what? It's <laughs> fucked up. As soon as you said the really bad font, my mind immediately went to papyrus. <laughs> my, no, mine too. Mine was like, papyrus? No, papyrus is the prince of Egypt. I was Oh, I was going to say, wasn't papyrus like the prince of Persia? <laughs> but I was... <laughs> Papyrus is also the Avatar. <laughs> and my <font>. wrong prince. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, no, I'm talking about the awful one that's like yeah, brush oh, yeah. strokes, but not yep. really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like everything's the, just very like pointy. Yeah, there's like the sword swashes to yeah. like, form words. Yeah, there's Oof. more than one like kind of really bad font. There's another one where like it tr- kind of tries to use like katakana and kanji, to, but they choose the ones that look closest to letters. Also very bad. <laughs> but what I was thinking about that with was one of the Final Fantasy fourteen expansions, is it Stormblood? Stormblood? It takes place in, like, fantasy Japan. It's the Far East, is what they call it. It's, it's Doma. And it's like, if someone who wasn't Japanese made this game, you would be like, this is the most racist fucking thing yeah. I've ever seen. But uh, since the yeah. Japanese team made it, you're just kind of like... It's basically the Japanese people were like, Baka Gaijin, let me show you how fetishizing my past is done. Right, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, we can do it better than you. <laughs> I feel like it's... every country kind of trades in that, though. Yeah. Every country fetishizes their past. Like, half the stuff on Chinese television is to historical dramas. So, Elf, huh? So, Elf. Can you break down your thesis of um, why Elf is everything bad about modern cinema, please? I'd, I'd actually really like to know this. Okay. It all kind of stems from the fact that this movie is what kind of got John Favreau his big break in directing. Which one? Because oh, he's the director? He's okay. the director. Because he had made a couple of movies before this. You know, he directed... He didn't direct Swingers, but he wrote Swingers. I think he directed the sequel to that. And a couple of other small things. But then he he landed Elf and was like, okay, great, I can make a Christmas movie. What do I want to do with my Christmas movie? And the first... You know, his first impulse was, let's just do live-action Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is kind of what this is. For a little bit, at least. And, like, all of the CG and all of the stop-motion effects, all of that worked so well. And I'm I'm praising the movie for that. It actually works really well. It looks great. But It's very fact- weird, though, because you, you'd think that there should be jokes in those scenes with the CGI, but the joke seems to be that they're doing CGI. No, there's no joke. It's just, hey, what if cartoon was live action? Also, um, the snowman is in this was basically just, like, Burl Eyes's stand-in from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There, okay, so what, okay, do you remember what the snowman's name was in Rudolph? I can't, no. Because in this movie, his name is Leon. Yeah. Which, uh, Noel backwards. But in the original cartoon, it's Sam. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Leon joke was, like, obvious, like, so I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's it's kind of funny that they that they made it that like they added that in for the the but, final release. Well, like the question that I had was like, okay, so could they not get the rights to the name of the character because they clearly got the rights to the look of everything else, right? And, and all of the licensed music that is in this film again, right? And also like it's a Warner Brothers product, and Warner Brothers, I 
think did the Rudolph short way back when. Um, so there's like, there's no reason why they couldn't have done it. It's just like a, a weird choice. And it makes me think that either they, somebody didn't know or they didn't care or they just, I don't know. It's an odd yeah. choice. It's an well, odd, John- it's an odd thing to, to get wrong. <laughs> if you're trying to be faithful to Rudolph. I wonder if it was just like a money thing. Cause John also mentioned when we were watching the, watching it, that they apparently just like guerrilla filmed a lot of shit in the city. Yeah, a lot of the scenes in New York, they just filmed without bothering to ask anybody if they could or not. Well, like basically without getting permits and things, I guess. I mean, the best answer for that is, like, when they filmed this, this was like the height of jackass mania. Oh, so, yeah. oh God. I, I, oh, yeah, I think they just, like, threw Will Ferrell into an elf costume and sent him into Times Square and said, go crazy. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's actually part two of your theory of why this movie is, what, is what's wrong with movies. Go on. Is because Will Ferrell kind of got some cash as an improv actor from this movie, I would guess. And then Probably, went, yeah. And went and did Anchorman with that, which Anchorman's great. I love Anchorman. But Anchorman is responsible for all of these, like, god-awful, like, what if we just did improv instead of writing a script bullshit going on? Like, Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what if our movies were two-and-a-half-hour improv comedies? So, that's number two, but you never really got to number one of outlining your thesis. Well, it's, it's, it, it's, it all comes down to John, the fact that, like, John Favreau directed this, and this was so successful that it kind of launched his career into doing other sci-fi movies like uh, Zathura and Cowboys and Aliens, and a little movie called Iron Man and Iron Man 2, ah. which set the template for the entire, like, Marvel universe that we are currently living in 365, 24-7. It's just like insert here the gif of Robert Downey Jr. rolling his eyes. You yeah, know, basically. If there's one thing you can say for COVID, haven't heard a whole lot about the election and haven't had to hear about Marvel movies. If you think about situation normal, where, well, normal air quotes, <laughs> but uh, the situation where if COVID didn't exist, how much we would only be hearing about the election and how much we'd only be hearing about whatever Marvel movie they were supposed to release this year. It's kind of nice. It's yeah. A little change of pace. I mean, no one's forcing you to like go out and see the new big movie, but like, man, COVID really swept uh, the Black Widow movie under the rug, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's funny because she's a spider. Here, take it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> take it from me, for, from somebody who only watches like one of every six Marvel movies that are released. Even if you don't go see them, you still hear about them, like, constantly, especially if you, like, read any nerd news site, you know, yeah, any aggregator, it's gonna show up, and it's, it, ugh. It's, it's inescapable. Like, it's almost as bad as, like, hearing about Fortnite every single day. Yeah, just all of the okay. goddamn shitty posts on Twitter that's just like, name a better composed scene, I'll wait, and it's just that dumb fucking airport fight from whatever is it, from one of the captain america movies which is hilarious when they post that like completely seriously because come on dude (laughs) but it all started here because this is the movie that gave john favreau that itch (laughs) (laughs) are you saying that john favreau got crabs for making this movie i'm saying he gave the world marvel crabs because of this movie yeah there we go marvel crabs yeah there you go (laughs) And Marvel appar- Crabs TM. And apparently the cure for Marvel Crabs is COVID-19. Oh, no. 
there, it's funny because there's a there's also another John Favreau who is also terrible in a different way. <clears throat> yeah, and every time I see that guy tweet, I think it's this John Favreau. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't know who this John Favreau is. Oh, the, the other the other John Favreau was a an Obama White House staffer who went on to do a podcast that was first called Keeping It 1600, then was later called Pod Save America. It is the most, like, donut dipshit, hashtag the resistance garbage you could ever imagine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think I, I probably have seen some tweets from this guy, I think. Almost certainly. <sighs> okay, we gotta get this trainer rolling, people. <clears throat> All right, what, what what do you want to talk about? Well, I just want to just take you through the movie. Talk, you know, we we all know the broad strokes of Elf. I mean, it's so Karen hadn't seen. I had had I had assumed that every living human being in the Anglosphere had probably seen Elf by this point, but apparently, yeah. apparently, I am wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it once. It was probably the year after it came out. What year did it come out? Two thousand three. Okay, they, it's all over TV, like basic cable constantly from thanksgiving until christmas yeah but. once november rolls around you cannot escape that one image of will ferrell like screaming straight into the camera i yeah i mean <clears throat> i see that online everywhere because everyone saw, uses that gift fucking shirt too but that's, uh, that's one of the worst trends of recent years is oh the, yeah is the this the scene from a Christmas movie you just put onto a shirt without any sort of like actual like joke? Like the joke is, ah, I recognize that, right? Especially with with Elf because the joke in that one is is him just screaming, "Santa, I know him!" Yeah, which out of context is nothing. Mm-hmm. Is absolutely nothing. It, it's basically it, it seems like one of those things for like people to be like, "Oh, I get the reference because I saw that too," but. Besides me, everyone's seen that, so it's, like, not really that special. So, if you know the term toyetic, which is from Freakazoid, which has Ed, Adner, Ed Asner in it, so this is relevant. Okay, yeah. How, how toyetic, how toyetic can you get? Little Schumacher. It's, it's all Warner Brothers products. It's Warner Brothers all the way down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if, if there is toyetic, the Santa I know him, and so many other in the moments in this movie are how mimetic can you get? <laughs> oh yeah it's it's pretty much that and you know that that just made me wonder are there elf toys out there so i looked it up and sure enough um the good people at NECA have have delivered unto us an eight inch will ferrell buddy the elf action figure with accessories including a ziploc bag of spaghetti and a bottle of okay, maple syrup that- Okay, that's pretty good. Oh god, the, the Ziploc bag of spaghetti is pretty good. Honestly, you got that a, one. The, <laughs> the fact than a fucking Funko Pop, I'll say that. I this is really stupid, but like I had this stupid joke with someone one time about it. It was just like a dumb inside joke about someone having like a bag of spaghetti in their pocket in their like cargo pocket, just like reach in and eat handfuls when they got hungry. <laughs> and... <laughs> I had never seen this movie, so when I saw that in this movie, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> spaghetti. spaghetti. I know him. I I will say that uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia did the plastic bag of spaghetti joke better, but it's you still got me with that one. <laughs> Always Sunny in Philadelphia does, it, it does everything better. It reminds me of the meatball scene in The Wedding Singer, which I love that scene as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What is your spaghetti policy here? 
Um, where was I going with this? We were talking about oh, mimetic, but also oh, yeah. there's another really bad. There's another really bad um elf toy, I guess you could say, which is the you touched on it, the licensed Game Boy Advance game. Oh yeah, everything Ooh. that I could tell is a barely functioning hodgepodge of mini games and a bad platformer. It's about what you ex- it's about the level I mean, you expect, which most is to say games. somebody's senior thesis coding project. Listen, that's it's important for like a couple of reasons, not the least of which is I believe it's one of maybe only 10 Christmas games in existence. Uh excuse me, sir. What? There are many Christmas games and there are good Christmas games. We've never touched on this. Uh, uh, okay, uh, enlighten me, Brad. What are some of these good Christmas games you're talking about? Bayonetta 2. Okay. Yakuza okay. 0. I see. Uh, I see. Believe it or going. not, yeah, believe it or not, the the Grinch 2000 Game Boy Color game is pretty... <laughs> I'm No word of a lie. Cross my heart. It's pretty good. It's like a maze chase game that Konami made. Do you go to a key party in it? <laughs> You do not go to a key party. Oh, but... man. I mean, Batman Arkham are... Origins is at Christmas. It's the worst of the of the Batman Arkham games, but, like... I forgot about that game. Yeah, yeah. That's, being the worst one of that group is not that bad. You know, it's, mm. it's like a... It's like a it's like a six or a seven, a seven, eight, or a nine is probably the best way to put it. Um, yeah. The Vampire Bloodline sequel coming out pretty soon is specifically set at Christmas as well. Cool. My point is, if we're applying the same standards that we do to movies to make them quote-unquote Christmas movies. There are plenty of good quote-unquote Christmas games. You know what? Of which I've just named a few. That is perfectly valid, and I will take the L on this one. Uh, I I had not considered that. (laughs) (laughs) I had not considered Um, that. Speaking of licensed games in general... uh, Karen's did looking it, at me like I should know what she's talking about already. No, did any of you guys, there was a, when I was a kid, I was the age that I fucking loved Tiny Toons mm-hmm. uh, when yeah. it was on. And uh, there was a Tiny Toons game that was basically like, it was like a filmmaking game. It, it was to make like little cartoon shorts. And there so, were a lot of those types I, of games. I remember the games. Game Boy Tiny Toons game. It was game. a, it was, no, it was for NES though. That's the thing. Uh, it was on NES, but it was for like uh, you put together like little like uh, assets and things and made little short cartoons. I was like obsessed with that when I was huh. when list, I was about six years old. List of Tiny Toon Adventures video games. This list is way bigger than I would think it was. Tiny Toon Adventures loose. Buster busts loose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny that's Adventures the one that wanted workshop. to be the Sonic ripoff. Yeah. Cartoon Workshop. Cartoon Workshop. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that. That's it. That's it. But uh, there was a uh, there was a small like independent video store in my hometown called Great Escape Video. <laughs> and, oh, nice! <laughs> uh, they they have not been open for a very long time, so I don't think unless someone lives here, they wouldn't know that. Um, but yeah, they I, I would always go to rent video games from there, like when I was really little. And if you do live here, hey, what the fuck's up with McDonald's being closed at night now? COVID. They have a sign that says due to circumstances. If the circumstance was COVID, they just say it. But the fact that it just says due to circumstances makes it seem fucking weird that they're not open. At, like <laughs> You can't go get a, a drink at like 1 a.m. anymore because it's, it's COVID midnight. It's like saying due to implications. <laughs> because of the, the implications. Yeah, exactly. Because of the body found on the roof. Speaking. 
<laughs> a real thing that happened today. What? Whoa, 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 the, what? In the Bronx, they found a body on the roof of a McDonald's. What the fuck? Holy shit. Did someone, yeah, like, go out somewhere. a window or off the top of a building? Yeah, that's kind of what they're thinking, is Jesus. somebody just threw the body out of an adjoining apartment building. Did oh, they God. figure out what happened to that Unsolved Mysteries guy who, like, jumped through the roof? No, that's why it's unsolved. Wait, they got, the they got, well, they got some, wait, they got wait, 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 Robert Stack jumped, jumped off a roof? Yes. No, there's a new Unsolved Mysteries TV series on Netflix. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. Like, it's current, like, it just came out. <laughs> might, have to, might have to cop that pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, and I think, like, the first or second episode was about this dude who, like, who died from, like, falling off the roof of a hotel in, where was it? It was in, like, Baltimore or something? Something like that, yeah. It was like, he, he had went missing, basically told his wife, like, I'll be back in a little bit. And they found him... Like, a week later. Yeah, you know, a week later, because someone complained about a weird smell coming from one of the conference rooms of this hotel. And they found him decomposing in there with a hole in the roof. And on, on, the, on the roof next to the hole was, well, like, Well, no, his... they found him because when someone was, like, looking around, they saw, like, one of his shoes on the roof and, yeah. like, a hole in the roof. Or they, they, they saw, saw a, a, a sandal. Man... They saw a man-shaped hole going yes. fifteen stories down, Looney Tunes style. Yes, exactly. And they they, they no, found his shoes and like his glasses and phone on the roof, and they yeah. were not like they looked like they had just been like sat down there. And hmm. but, the but also was, like, like the velocity with which his body like had to go through to actually like crash through the roof and everything. Like he had to come from high up, but to do that, it was like forty-five feet away or like like. Hmm. He, a bunch would, of feet away from like the edge. He would have needed a non-sandal running start, and also the question was, where the fuck did he jump from? Because like none of the, he, there was no easy way to get to any of the like ledges he could have jumped from. Right? Is, isn't it a thing in some culture to remove your shoes before you commit suicide, though? Oh yeah, but like it, it was weird because like they were just kind of like sp- like strewn about. Huh. But. Okay. Uh, like kind of on the roof, close to where the hole was, but his glasses like weren't broken. His like, okay, but his cell phone wasn't broken, but it was a fucking Nokia brick. So like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna this, have to watch this. But this, yeah, this, this all reminds me of the scene from the movie Elf, starring Will Ferrell, where he almost definitely tries to kill himself. Uh, uh, yeah, that was dark, George Bailey style. Do you yes. guys remember that scene? Yeah. Like, of all the Christmas movies to reference in another Christmas movie, like, okay, sure, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, uh, uh, acceptable. My family was, like, It's a Wonderful Life is, like, the one movie my family watched every year when I was growing up, so it's, like, the one that, movie I've that's, seen. That's, like, the cardinal movie sin, though, if don't reference a movie like that where I'm just like, you're right, I could go watch the Right, I where it's, like, one of the... reference a better movie. It's, yeah. like, one of the greatest, like, films made. <laughs> well, yeah, like... It's like, like it, if you like, like if you're a, a, a shitty Christmas movie and you want to like pay homage to like the greats, you know, have your main character sing, you know, fucking Buffalo Girls or do something from the like, fine, whatever. But then to have your main character in a children's movie about a Christmas elf commit, like con- contemplate suicide on the Brooklyn Bridge, that was yeah, that was so dark. Just have have your fucking dog catcher character tell the story from Jaws about a bunch of soldiers dying. Yeah, that's Jesus right. That's right. Christ. Hey, hey. While while we're on that subject, I I want to uh I want to stop this podcast for and and that do was some... the movie with the dog parts, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hang on. I'm sorry. You have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> 
before we get back to Elf, I want to stop for a minute and take some listener questions because, you know, it's it's not very often that we get to do listener questions. I thought it'd be fun to pepper some throughout the episode. Let's go to the audience. Um, yeah, for, the, right. for the audience, from the audience. Anyway, so our friend, our friend Jakob on Twitter. Hi, Jakob. Asked us. If you could unsee just one of the hundred movies you've covered so far on the show, which would it be? I have a feeling none of us are going to say Bone Alone because that's that is a fucking delight. There's there's there were dog farts. There's there's two possible answers to this. The question is, is it you want to remove it so you can watch it again for the first time, or is it a, I wish this didn't exist? Also, just real quick, did we like make any jokes about Bone Alone? Also, just being another term for masturbate. I'm pretty sure that's all the episode was. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been a while. Parts. And also, and also, Fatty Fall Down and Go Boom was also like about three quarters right. of that movie. That, that was the episode where I fell off the couch laughing and could not get up for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember we watched that together. That but the question, The question specifically is, if you could unsee one of these movies and just remove it from your brain, which would it be? If I could remove it from my brain in order to watch it again for the first time, it would be Star Wars Holiday Special. If I just, like, I I would rather this... If I could go back in time and assassinate Baby this movie, it would be Christmas Vacation 2. Brad? Uh, for the first one, to remove it from my memory so I could experience it for the first time again, Die Hard. I had never seen Die Hard before we started recording this podcast. That's my Ugh. answer, too. And then, if I could choose one to memory hole, oh, it's so hard, but probably, ugh, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny? Just an absolute <laughs> waste of cellulite. I don't think I was here for that one. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. That was a, like, there are there are many films we watch on this show where I can at least glean something from it, but that was a dire that, I, I just wanted to, like, I, everything in my being was, like, screaming to just turn that film off. That movie I was, was just, just, like, 20 It was nothing. Of, it was 20 minutes of kids hurting themselves on 70s playground equipment, a completely unrelated short, and then the ice cream buddies showed up at the end. And, yeah. and then they rode through a theme park on a very rickety uh, fire truck. Yes. I'm kind of sad I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it now. No, you... You wouldn't. It's, it's boring. It was on it video. We got some free time tomorrow. <laughs> like John made it sound way more interesting than it is. Oh, okay. Oh my god. So yeah. the, the like I the cliffs I think notes I'd are rather just the lay, actual movie. Lay face down on the floor for like sixty five minutes. Yeah, that sounds like a, a good a good stretch. Oh boy. Well, for my part, uh, if I could erase one from my memory so I could watch it again, I'd almost want to say. Um, Hell, I don't know. Y'all took Die Hard. So I'm just gonna, I guess I'm going to say... Uh, I don't have an answer to this question. Okay. You can say Die um, Hard. It's I, fine. No, I, beca- if, I don't want to say Die Hard because that's... If I were going to pick a different one from Die Hard, just like... <laughs> uh, I would say maybe Christmas Vacation. Mm, yeah, that's... Like it's you're all picking good ones, and I just want to watch. I just want to. I just want to, like. I just want this madness again anew. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Christmas vacation's amazing. Like that's, seeing... that's why I picked the Star Wars, Star Wars holiday special because I was just like, I want, I want this insanity to be, to be yeah. fresh. Ooh, to... On on that note, I I know my answer now. I would totally um, Eternal Sunshine, Jack Frost two out of my memory so that I could go back and watch it again because <laughs> oh, holy yeah. shit, oh, uh, 
that movie yes. is exactly as stupid as you think it is, and it knows it, and it is so much wasn't fun. That a, wasn't that a me and you only episode? <laughs> yeah, that was just a me and John episode. <laughs> oh, man. What and about, then, um, um, and, was it Black Christmas? Is that it? Uh, that was Garbage me. Day? Garbage Day. No, that's, oh. that's Satellite Deadly that's, Night uh, 2. Silent, Silent Night, Night Deadly Night. Okay. Yeah. No, Black Christmas was, that was me, Joe, and was that Nick? Yeah, it okay. was Nick. Hi, Dr. Nick. Um, okay, for real, my answer to this question, if I could just remove one of these from my brain, it would definitely be the live-action remake of The Year Without a Santa Claus. Oh, my God. I think that was just a me and John uh, episode, and thank God for that, because I, if I had forced Brad and or Karen to watch this, I would I would turn myself into the police. I would honestly turn myself into the police. <laughs> it's okay to force John to watch it, though. For torture. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Oh, I mean, you 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 can't break me. You, I know can I do, can't. Can I will nothing try. Worse to me than anything I do to myself. <laughs> True. Look, no, nobody look. will ever be a worse enemy to me than I am to myself. Look, I I am well aware of the fact that the only person who can make John quit this podcast is John. <laughs> That's true. But the live action year without a Santa Claus, you would think with like. John Goodman and Harvey Firestein and Michael McKeon, they would make that like entertaining and watchable. And you, my friend, would be wrong. Oh, man. It is an hour and a half of just it's literally fuck? space filler so they can sell ads on TV. They've only yeah, like, broadcasted once. Oh, my and God. For some, good goddamn reason. Sometimes you get fun, John Goodman. Sometimes you get like, I really don't want to be here, but I'm getting paid. John yeah, Goodman. he just got a paycheck. Yeah. I mean, you got to eat. Yeah, really. So th- <laughs> those are my answers. And I guess. The other follow-up would be, I wish we hadn't watched Santa with Muscles. Because... Um, really? I, I really wish, because I remember that episode and us being so utterly miserable, because it's just a <laughs> black hole of comedy. Oh, there was no. nothing fun about that. <laughs> yeah, you would think it would be more fun. It wasn't even, be wrong. It wasn't even fun making where, fun of Hulk Hogan. Has there That's, been a movie where Jim Belushi was Santa? There has to have been. Right? Jim Belushi, Santa Claus. Oh, uh, he was—he played a Santa in Jingle All the Way. Does that count? I mean, oh, that's right. He was in that fucking movie. That, yeah, I'd say that counts. I'd say that counts. Yeah. Um, uh, it was Santa Claus was the lost episode, wasn't it? Or no, Santa yeah. Claus Two? Santa Claus Two. Santa Claus of the yeah. Deuce. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, we, we we keep referencing that episode. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to get recreated. We'll run, we'll run out of other things to do eventually. I remember having a lot of fun recording that. I recorded that episode in a stairwell. Yeah, that was such a fun episode to record. I had such a good time. I was also flavor blasted. So yeah. yeah, there's we'll, that we'll too. Just, we'll just Same. have to uh, have to get really fucking drunk so we forget that we watched it already and then watch it again. We'll have that to take like a, we'll have to take Brad to a parking garage so he can recreate his experience recording that episode. Yeah. <laughs> So we're gonna take Brad to a parking garage and beat the memory out of him so he can watch it fresh. Yes, that just gives uh, me like a very specific like memory of the parking garages in Raleigh, like in the stairwells. They smell like piss and cinnamon. That is that is oddly specific. <laughs> it is. That's like the kind of place a Christmas elf goes to take a piss outside. Yeah, like like a a uh, uh, oh god. <laughs> A bad Santa-esque elf. God, I'm sorry, I just blinked for a minute. It's okay, it's okay. 
<clears throat> but yeah, so that's, that's uh, speaking thanks of bad that. Santa. Wasn't it, did I, didn't I say that Terry's wig off almost directed this? Is that what I told you, Joe? Yeah, yeah, you did. I remember that. So before John Favreau uh, got the job, it, it almost went to Terry's wig off. And the only reason it went to John Favreau was because Wigoff was already committed to Bad Santa. Oh man! So, well, I mean, I guess that's that's good then because it made Bad Santa exist. Yeah, but also, also uh, dig this. It also means that that's why Bad Santa Two exists. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Oops. Bad oh. Santa Two at least had the hilarious visual gag, which is one of my favorite jokes, and I didn't mention on the episode, and I still regret it to this day. Where You're mentioning it now. The kid is eating a piece of Chicago style pizza like it's regular pizza, like he's holding it in his hand like he's holding it in a slice. <laughs> I do remember that was very good. <laughs> can, can I can I just tell you like follow up to that joke? I finally had my first Chicago style pizza like a year ago, and as soon as I got the slice on my plate, I thought about that and I looked at my plate and I was like, nope, that can't be done. <laughs> <laughs> you should have tried. Oh boy! Oh my goodness! I actually don't like Chicago style pizza. Come at me! No, it's not the best. It's, it's too much sauce, too much bread. I, I enjoy my pizza that's shaped like a cake. <laughs> it's like a it's like a cheesecake, a cheesecake uh, of a pizza. So can can we talk a little bit about Elf, please? Now, so sure. Wait, deep dish pizza is basically just tomato cheesecake, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hey, the tomato cheesecake factory just called. They have an idea for us. <laughs> yeah, be- between tomato cheesecake and Jim Belushi, get your fucking shit together, Chicago. What's that uh, salad restaurant called? Like sweet tomatoes or something? Sweet green. Oh, of course. I... Of course, I would know that. No, I thought I'm there was sorry. one that had like tomato in the name, though. Yeah, there's one. There's one in. I think they have it in Florida. It's called sweet tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah, so that the tomato cheesecake factory is just like those two things yeah. put together, right? It, it's like a vegetarian like uh, it's like buffet. S- salads and cheesecakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomato Gary's. Gary's. Tomato... I don't know. There's there's another one called like Tomato Jake's or something. I, I, I was just imagining a vegetarian cheesecake factory. I'm trying to remember what the point is. It's just, it's like just, like just, vegan cheesecakes. No, 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 like it's just as it's as nasty as Cheesecake Factory, but it's of just, it it's just vegetarian. Yeah. I'm just imagining it's just they just give you a bucket of ranch dressing in the ladle. <laughs> just like, go down to hell. <laughs> I just have the like mental image of someone ladling ranch dressing <laughs> for cheesecake. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I think they do that at the Heart Attack Grill in Las Vegas. <laughs> That's almost definitely what they do there. I think you're right. <sighs> so, hey, guys, let's talk about Elf for a, little, a minute or two. All right. Um, so I'm going to start taking you through this film. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so, 40 minutes in, we reached the, the plot summary. <laughs> okay, Will Ferrell plays Buddy the Elf. He's a human who was adopted by Santa Claus, or rather the elves, because, okay, very beginning of the movie... We see a baby in an orphanage sneak his way into Santa Claus's bag of, of toys. Santa brings it back to his workshop, and they discover this baby in the sack of toys. The first thing I noticed, first note I took in this movie, was Santa finishes his Christmas Eve uh, toy delivery ride, brings his sack back home. It's still full of toys. What happened? I hit a few returns. No, you, you, you take extras with you just in case. 
sometimes things happen on the way. Also, my first note in this movie was the fact that um, there was a fucking bottle and a blanket in the crib with the baby. <laughs> and, like, a toy. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's like, you don't do that anymore. Well, it's an orphanage. I don't know that they care that much. Yeah, it's an orphanage in like the sixties or seventies. No, they don't care. Yeah, yeah, they're, no. just, they're just they're they're just they're just like as long as the fatality rate's under forty percent, we're doing our jobs. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. <clears throat> the the narr- opening narration and Buddy's adopted dad is Bob Newhart, and I don't know if this is Bob Newhart doing a Bob Newhart bit or whatever, but he spends the entire movie just being like, um, uh, and then uh, yeah, a thing, uh, like he's really rambling, and it sounds like he's forgetting his lines, but I think it's intentional. Oh yeah, that's totally like a character thing. And yeah, I don't know if it's like Bob Newhart playing Bob Newhart or if they wrote it that way. But it's 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 almost like a, an office style like talking head segment. It's weird. It's a weird choice for a movie that come that was made. It is like The Office, yeah. Three years before The Office ever came out. Yeah, it's got that whole whole mockumentary. It, but it it drops it after like two minutes. It's like we ain't got time for this shit anymore. So let's just drop it. Yeah. But, so, all right. So yeah, Buddy grows up to be Will Ferrell, who is like a you know six feet tall in a world made for three foot people. And I he, mean, growing up to be Will Ferrell is probably pretty sweet. Like he's got a lot of money. Yeah, and I mean his family is like loaded. Like his dad, what was it? His dad was a drummer for the Righteous Brothers, I think. So yeah, really? they're, they're yeah they're fine. I didn't know that. <laughs> Will Ferrell is completely fine. But he finds out that his father is a human and he wants to meet his father. And his father, it turns out, is James Kahn, who is a children's book executive, who, which is a job that seems very ill-suited for a man as awful as James Kahn is. He's on the naughty list. <gasps> Gasp, he's on the naughty list. Speaking of which, who played the head elf? Oh, yeah. Hey, that's, uh, that's, that's Ralph A. Parker right there. It's, it's Peter Billingsley. Yeah, you you can't mistake those those adorable blue eyes, those, those chubby cheeks, <laughs> those chubby cheeks and blue eyes, and that and that cherubic angelic voice, and that that patchy beard, <laughs> that scraggly little hippie beard. <laughs> yeah, it's like face pubes. <laughs> Ugh. But anyway, uh. so, <laughs> but Buddy is sent on his mission to go to New York City, meet his father, and hopefully get him off the naughty list. And we have the one-two shot of two things that date this movie more than absolutely anything else in the movie. First is the mention of an elf energy crisis, which is an extremely 2002 thing. Oh, uh, speaking of that, the we really missed an opportunity with the crankometer, not calling it, what was the the clawsometer? On, oh. the, uh, on the sleigh? Well, it was yeah. originally because it was on the scale of Christmas of the Cranks to Crank High Voltage. I know, I know. Well, I mean, yeah. I know why it's the Crankometer, but... Uh... But also, we've we've even, like, watched a movie called Claws <laughs> since that since then, so we could have changed it to the Clawsometer. Yeah. I forgot that the high end of the axis was supposed to be Crank to High Voltage. That's just, <laughs> uh, that's just wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah. because One originally joke. it was a tie-in with Jason Statham. Yeah, I remember when Joe like sat me down. He's like, "You have to watch this movie." <laughs> <laughs> and we watched Crank Two High Voltage. I feel like Joe just has like a soft spot for some like ridiculous action movies because you absolutely love the Fast and Furious franchise. I do. It's a, it's the most <laughs> fucked up thing. 
if you <laughs> had told great. if you had told me 10 years ago that I would get deeply invested in the lore of Fast and Furious, I would have said you were <laughs> fucking crazy. Right? <laughs> and and Look. and 10 years ago, that didn't exist. So the fact that it it, it like sprang up out of nowhere all of a sudden, it's I love oh. it. Again, speaking Top. of Fast and Furious, has uh, have you guys seen that Fast and Furious uh, Star Wars crossover that BDG and his, and uh, and Karen Han did? No, from Polygon. No. <laughs> oh no, I gotta see it's, this. It's on Twitter. They they like just I guess in a fucking like COVID quarantine uh, fever dream wrote a script together. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Okay, it's like I, about a twenty-five page treatment of like what if pod racing was the Fast and the Furious, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I, well, I see that. I can see that. Yeah. You know, Joe, time makes fools of us all. Yeah. The uh, the the best laid plans of of mice and men are ain't shit compared to Don Toretto and his family. It's that's how so that goes, is, right? So now with yeah. this, we have watched all of the Peter Billingsley Christmas movies. So that's out of that's out of the way. Really? Yeah. The three, all three of them. Okay. Uh, uh, was Elf, Christmas was... Story, and Four Christmases. Four Christmases, yeah. Oh, okay. Ugh, that was another bad one too, huh? Yeah. Oh, Leon the Snowman is called that because it's Leon Redbone, by the way. Wait, wait, wait! Really? Yeah. Are you serious? That's what it says. What the fuck? Well, now I'm a, I'm a big dumb idiot, then, aren't I? I'm the biggest idiot ever. Thanks a you lot, might, me. You might say you're a, a cottonhead in ninny wagons. Don't, don't yeah. ever, Karen. <laughs> I just, I just did. Listen, if Douglas Adams was still writing books today, if he was alive, that would be the new worst thing you could say to a person. <laughs> the 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 name Belgium would not be the worst thing in the world. It would be cottonheaded fucking ninny muggins. So, fun fact: speaking of uh, hitting someone's uh, tri- Christmas movie trifecta, there's another actor in this movie who we've seen twice before. Uh, huh. Mark, Mark Atchison or Mark Aikson, the guy Buddy gets drunk with in the mailroom. Oh, the guy whose character—he's kind of like a character actor for kind of a like a sleazy, yeah, like guy. Like I was like, oh, that's obviously Cameron Poe from Con Air. He just moved to the big city, and works in the mailroom now. Wow, um, that is okay. him. Okay, yeah. But what but else he, have we seen him in? Uh, he was in Reindeer Games. Who? Oh, who was he in Reindeer Games? Um, almost certainly nobody. I think he was a prison guard. Okay. Um, <laughs> almost certainly nobody. That, that means he probably wasn't in the movie, Brad. I mean, John. not Ben Affleck. Not no, ben he was. Affleck. He was a, he, he's listed as mean guard. He was so he's someone who was in the movie for the first ten minutes. Right, inmate number two. <laughs> <laughs> and he was oh, also I'm here, in. I'm here for the con man job. The confidence here, man. Here's one for you. He was also in I'll Be Home for Christmas. Oh shit, that's the GTT one, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? He's credited as Sandwich Passenger in that. <laughs> Why is he in so many Christmas movies? Sandwich Passenger. Was there Someday. someone with like a tuna sandwich on a plane or something? Mm. There has what? to be someone on a bus with a sandwich. That, yeah. that might Guys, be... What, Brad? If I, if I pass in the next couple of years, God forbid, make sure that on my tombstone it says Sandwich Brad blank. Sandwich passenger. <laughs> UID sandwich passenger. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Oh, God. Well, hang on. Let me finish my my original point, because we've been sidetracked ten different times now at this point. Uh, the two things that date this movie more than anything else. So there's the, the reference to an energy crisis 
in regards to um, the Christmas, the Holosometer's Christmas spirit being low. Therefore, they need a, an engine turbine to drive Santa's sleigh. The second is when Buddy goes off on his journey, you get that one like helicopter Lord of the Rings shot of Buddy walking across a mountaintop, which oh, like yeah. in 2003, like every movie had to do that because Lord of the Rings did it. Yeah. Ugh. Like you, it's just like as soon as I see like a, someone walking a mountaintop, I was like, oh, this is like 2001 to 2005. Got it. I know. Yeah, they just like came out of the mines of Moria and Yeah, and, and all other all eight of the fellowship died and Buddy's the only one. Buddy's the last <laughs> ring bearer standing. Oh god. Is Buddy Sam? Yes. <laughs> the choices of Buddy the Elf are many and varied. Buddy is the only survivor of Snowpiercer. That would be rough. You gotta deal with that polar bear. Wow. Anyway, so let's run down the cast list of this movie real quick <clears throat> with a car the cars <laughs> okay speaking of cars we have another question libby asked us if we can vulcanize her tires while she waits that's a clerk's um, reference and i'm going to say no we can't okay oh okay try not to suck too gonna, many dicks was, on the way to the parking lot yeah, i was gonna say no because <laughs> because i don't know what vulcanize means but yeah vulcanized rubber is a thing right that's when you nerve pinch yes. the tire right like spock does <laughs> yes i don't know i, just, just I assume it, out. it involves using very high heat i know where the ignition in a car is i have no idea what vulcanized okay, that, that makes sense yeah he was taking the tires to mount doom to throw them in yeah so it, t- <laughs> it ties in yeah of course of course it ties in with uh sam oh yeah it all ties in it all fits together everything in this episode it's our tightest episode ever Listen, wheels <laughs> calling it right now this is gonna be a tight 95 <laughs> listen listen brad's uh, Soon you're going to tell me everything in this movie connects to the Winslow verse, and it's going to blow my mind. I, don't tempt us. Hang on, hang on. No, let's not. Let's just leave that one for now. <laughs> so the the cast list of this movie, I have to ask Zoe Deschanel right before her big break. Oh shit! Her in that movie when she, I saw she had blonde hair, I'd never seen her as a blonde before, and she looks was... like fucking Andrea Barber, who plays Kimmy Gibbler in uh, Full House. Wow, okay, this yeah. This before right? her, like, big thing when she was still in She and Him and kind of just doing, like, the indie circuit. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, this This movie, like, really seemed like a showcase of her being a singer, like, more than anything. Yeah, yeah. apparently the only reason the uh, the shower scene in this movie exists is because they found out she could sing. And also because the director is a huge pervert A huge creepazoid. <laughs> and of course, of course, the song they're singing is Baby, It's Cold Outside. So we have to talk about that now, don't we? Oh, do we, though? I think we can just open and shut case it by saying it's the rapiest Christmas song ever. The end. No, it is It is the most, like... It's a oh, stupid no, product the, of its time. It, yeah, it's, it's the most, like, well, oh, no, yes. the last thing I want is to get railed on the fire by, on the rug in front of your fireplace. No, I don't want that. I have to go home. No, yes. I, I, no I don't want another drink. No, don't get me so drunk that I take all my clothes off. I, I guess Santa Baby is also in the running. Sa- well, Santa Baby's just horny. It's not really yeah. rapey. Yeah, no, I, that's I, true. My, like, my she's, argument- she's asking Santa to come down her chimney. I think that's pretty, yeah. like, forward. No, my my argument is that the point of Baby is Cold Outside <laughs> is, um, is, uh, hey, it's the 50s. I'm not supposed to say you want to fuck, but, um, hint, hint, wink, hint, wink, motherfucker. Nudge, nudge. Yeah. Right, yeah, I gotta Got be, like, it. coy about this. It still sucks, but though. It, oh, yeah, it's no, still it, a fucking it, it's stupid a, song. It's a product of its fucking time, and its time fucking sucked. It, yeah. It had aged poorly, just yes. like so many things. 
like so much Christmas ephemera that is still with us. It has aged poorly. <laughs> We've never talked about Schwartz of Pete on this show, have we? Oh, God. You know, we... we Probably we're not. gonna save that for another episode, I think. Listen, there are like half a dozen. No, there's probably two dozen like crappy direct to videos Krampus movies out there, and I'm sure at least five of them mentioned Schwartz of Pete. So, so we we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in that. Look, maybe yeah. maybe when Home for the Horror Days rolls around, we'll get to that. Okay. I don't want to watch another Krampus movie. <laughs> we already watched the one. Isn't that's one too many? Krampus is too uh, too mainstream now. Yeah, I mean, when when you get William Shatner starring in Krampus movies, I think that's game over. Yeah, I, I like Krampus before he was cool. <laughs> well said. I'm a Krampus, I'm a Krampus hipster. Okay, so the, the point, the, the next point I'm trying to make. <laughs> this movie features, I'm going to list off some actors here. Andy Richter, Kyle Gass, Artie Lang, and Faison Love. All of these are, let's say, rotund gentlemen. This, does, yeah. this movie, does this movie have an obsession with fat comedians? Because I think it does. Also, it's funny because Richter and, and KG specifically call, were on like the Anchorman uncensored commentary, calling in together, complaining that they weren't an Anchorman. Oh, because they were working on this? No, the, the joke was that like Jack Black and everybody else was in it, and they're just like, oh, you didn't call us for it? Oh, yeah. Well, probably because they were working on this. I have to say, it's very stupid. The un- the like the unrated uh, commentary on Anchorman is in- actually pretty great. How so? It's it's just a weird rambling thing. Adam McKay and Will Ferrell spend the first fifteen twenty minutes trying to figure out what words they are and aren't allowed to say, like what words the censor will will and won't let them say. Um, the highlight of which is they determine that they can ta- they can they can say the word dick, but they can't talk about dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Then it's just a bunch of weird random shit like uh, Lou Rawls is in there with them for a good half hour for no reason at all. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a weird rambling thing. It's, That's wild. It's, it's great. The only person <laughs> who pays any attention to the movie is Lou Rawls. <laughs> See, so that's almost a better joke than the actual movie. So, hey, how about that? How about that elf? So, Buddy has uh, he does wacky hijinks around New York, and then slowly but surely, his father's shell breaks free. He also makes friends with his other biological child. Oh yeah, he has like and, a kid brother who's like twelve or something, and, and Mary Steen Virgin yeah. is a stepmom. Uh huh, and they save the day with the Christmas spirit because yeah, I totally forgot that this movie just turned into like, oh no, we need the Christmas spirit to fly Santa's sleigh. Bullshit. Every fucking Christmas movie, Mm -hmm. you have to save like Christmas spirit, or you have to save the day using Christmas. Yeah, but this this one requirement. This one has a very oddly specific like plot device that it uses for that. With the energy crisis, with like the the energy crisis, and like the. Oh no! The clausometer dropped to zero, and Santa's sleigh can't fly. How do we raise Christmas cheer? And you know the the best way to what the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to sing loud for all sing they loud hear. All they hear. So yes. all the New Yorkers have to get together and start singing. And I swear to God, they stole the ending of Ghostbusters two. That's the that's how <laughs> Ghostbusters two ends. You know, for how much this movie is lauded by a lot of people. The last 
third of it is just it's a Chris it's just a normal Christmas movie. Oh yeah. Oh, they gave up. They straight up gave up. Yeah, it's, it's because when when people think about liking this movie, all they think of is Santa, I know him, and Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? And yeah, those yep. the, and the... eating gum off the railing and all the like. Oh my drinking, god, I can't. It's, oh. it's, Go ahead. to bring it back to pod racing. <laughs> like the the when he arrives in New York City, like the the scene where he arrives in New York City and is like doing all the wacky stuff is really good. It's kind of like the pod racing scene in episode one, where it's like the only good scene that anybody remembers. It's like the one scene of merit left in this otherwise unremarkable film from the early aughts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because the rest of it is just like it's too much plot for no apparent reason. And it's it's, just like it stops being fun. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's it gets real heavy into the like convoluted ass politics. Without, I don't know. Wait, we're talking yeah. about Elf or Star Wars now? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. Ugh. Like, there are some still some, like, good one-liners and jokes here and hey, there. Can, I'll give it that. Can, but... can we take a moment just to, a moment of silence to remember Grant Imahara because he did pass away recently and he was... Oh, shit, yeah. He was one of the yeah. uh, the model makers on episode one. Like, he, he made, the pod, oh, ra- he made really? the pod racing pods. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, John told me about that um, when he saw it, and that bummed me the fuck out. That was a celebrity death that I was shocked by. Yeah. Like, I don't get shocked by many. He's very young. Out of the yeah. blue, yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. But then, like, you see his, like, you see all the, the in-memoriam thing pieces, and all the, his body of work is ridiculous. I had no idea. Like, he was, the, he designed the ship for Galaxy Quest. That was the thing that blew my mind. Jesus. It's amazing. I, remember, I, I love it. I yeah. remember mainly from let's, BattleBots. Let's begin the moment of silence now. Ten seconds. Rips. Pour one out. Yep. How about you hit us with one of those listener questions? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I don't want to talk about this, yeah, I don't want to talk about about this movie anymore. Okay, yeah. So we got a question from our our, our friend. Uh, uh, well, on Twitter, his name is Captain Covideo. Our friend Rob. <laughs> good name. <laughs> he, he always he, has good display names. Oh, he's got the best. He yeah. says, what are your plans for Christmas if we're all still under quarantine? Probably my plans for Christmas when I'm not under quarantine, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my ideal plans for Christmas, I should say. Honestly, yeah. as, as sad as it is. Yeah, my plans are probably not going to change all that much. Yeah. I mean, we're uh, probably not going out anywhere, which is definitely a shame. The only thing we ever do is go, like, to see my family, like, go to my parents' house. Listen, the only reason I'm going to leave the house is if I get paid to. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We probably won't do that. Probably uh, do, like, FaceTime call with them. And otherwise, just me and John and our four cats. <laughs> Which yeah. is pretty cool to me. I think, I think we have six by Christmas. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'll, this year I'll try to cook a big extravagant dinner for just the people that live in this house. Oh, that'll be nice. else will introduce disease and pestilence to us. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, personally, for me, like, one of the things I always try to do every holiday season is I do, you know, go out more than usual to buy food and donate to canned food drives. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that this year. So I'm going to have to find some other way of 
uh, making myself just, useful, um, I guess. Give right. give money. Yeah, that, that that always works. That that's honestly the most useful you can be if uh, if you don't have like skills to do other like mm. more specialized things. Brad, for your big extravagant dinner, I'm just imagining you giving your kid like some of those like banana flavor, banana apple flavored like puffy star things, just on a very a very like extravagant platter. <laughs> Why? Because you're not. What? <laughs> what is a puppy star thing? Puffy, no, no, like the little, the like the little Gerber oh. graduates, things like the little like my first food, finger food type things. Like <laughs> fun dad, fun dad aside, actually. Oh, oh we, like the we, little, the little like puffed corn like yeah, things. Yeah, and they like melt in your mouth because they're like yeah. super delicate. We gave her one. Absolutely hates them. Started <laughs> screaming her head off. <laughs> She's like, no, <laughs> and it, solid food is not try- for me. We tried it again, like, a day later, put it on her tray, started screaming before she even put it in her hand. <laughs> like, just like, so we're gonna give it a couple weeks. Oh my oh. god. We we actually got it on video, we isolated what we think happened, she put it in her mouth, and she bit down on it, and it crunched, and it, oh. like, you can see her, you it can like see her entire her. body, like, recoil in horror, like, what was that? Oh, How many no. teeth does she have now? She has she has four teeth. She oh. has top two, bottom two. So. Nice. Yep. Get them started young. Crunching that's that. That's my dad. Crunching that food. Me and the captain making it happen. That's my oh. one dad aside. <laughs> Don't give her captain crunch. Hey, since the last time we talked, I actually have another Captain Crunch uh, related uh, food thing for you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> What did you do now? Uh, well, you know how back at Christmas they had Christmas Crunch? Yeah. Well, for the 4th of July, they had, I forget the name, but I'm pretty sure it was Patriotic Crunch? Freedom Crunch. You posted it, didn't That's you? right. Freedom Crunch. And oh, that it, has a real, like, Freedom Fries feel to it. Yeah, and it was... Oops, all war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bush to 9-11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, breakfast milk can't melt steel beams. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, the crunch berries were all red, white, and blue. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to turn my milk purple. It did not. But also then I realized it makes sense because, oh, yeah, these colors don't run. <laughs> Thank God you. Karen did, man, Karen did not think that was funny. <laughs> if this is, unfortunately, this is an audio medium, and you just really needed to be like a visual medium see, my, my <laughs> to favorite, get the full impact my of, favorite Captain Crunch of my reaction. variation is peanut butter crunch, and I think my least favorite is probably uh, Neil Druckmann's Deadline Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, hey, uh, breaking news. We have another listener question hot off the presses here. Oh, shit. From our, our uh, Christmas podcast friend at Weird Christmas. Weird Christmas asks, in all caps, why in God's name do people find Will Ferrell charming in this movie? Right? Yes, it's, right? It's... Oh, my God. I was afraid I, that, like, Jonathan's eyes were going to roll out of his head when uh, I was getting upset about him, like, following Zoe Deschanel around the department store when she had, like, asked him not to, and he's, like, way bigger than she is, and he's, like, blocking her in, and I was like, man, no, why are we teaching, like, kids that this is, like, a cute or, like, charming thing to do? Because this was 2003. Yeah. Because this was 2003, and then also, <clears throat> Will Ferrell in this movie embodies, like, the 
50 plus year old mom idea of like wacky fun shenanigans yeah 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 that that's kind of it's like Oh, but it's yeah, hard to put my finger on it. It's I like, mean, it, he's a dude that like doesn't understand boundaries because uh, you know he is like brought up in a weird way or something. But like, but here yeah, he's in the bathroom. Like, no, it's okay. I don't understand nudity, so you can leave your honkers. Yeah, out. but yeah, that that doesn't mean that it's still not fucking <laughs> creepy and disturbing if like that were to actually happen to someone. I mean, it's a stupid comedy movie, but still, like, those okay, okay. I don't know those, those situations were a little like weird. <laughs> He so when he's following around uh, his stepbrother or his half brother Michael, and he's like yeah. asking him like a bunch of like inane four year old questions like, um, you know, I saw a dog today. Have you ever seen a dog? Oh, I guess you have. Like he doesn't act yeah. that way to the other elves, does he? The other elves don't act that way. Yeah, the other elves are painted as very mature and like normal, for yeah. lack of a better word. And oh, yeah, and he's painted oh. as like super like infantile. Okay, so yeah, him having a non-traditional like, family structure has has warped his sense of reality, which the movie like vaguely touches on a little bit, but then it drops it because that's not funny. Yeah, like what <laughs> what does your world have to be like if like until you're in your like presumably like 30s or 40s like everyone that you've ever known is way smaller than you. <laughs> and you're just like the one giant. Uh, speaking of exactly that, I have a weird question. Okay. Okay. Did this movie coin the word gin- ginormous? I don't think so. I'm okay. not sure. That's a good question. Because I, th- I want to say I hadn't heard anybody use the word ginormous before 2003. And now I hear like pretty much anybody use it. I feel like I saw ginormous like on the internet when I was in high school, but ginormous originated as World War II slang. Oh, okay, okay. there, there you, you have it. Uh, well, it also appears that uh, the last on the the Google uh, you know chart of word usage, the last jump in ginormous usage did happen around two thousand three. So, interesting. Brad popularized it. It is just like a. Like portmanteau, though I guess. Yeah, gigantic yes. and enormous, but like, yeah, like that. It's asymptotic. Like at about 1990, it starts to go trend upwards, and then it, at about 2003, it's just like that final little like click, boom. You know, so maybe, yeah. maybe okay. Mm-hmm. But to, more to the the question, Will Ferrell has said in some interview. I don't know if it was recent or if it's just like come back around again now that he's in this Eurovision thing. He's said he's gone on record as saying that like the funniest thing in the world to him is screaming, and yeah, well, yeah. scans with every single performance he's ever done ever. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that tracks, but especially in this movie. Did I mention that the buddy the elf saves the day with the Christmas spirit and convincing his dad to sing along to the song, even though that his family is coded as Jewish. Are we going to like completely also gloss over the fact that Peter Dinklage was in this fucking movie? Peter Dinklage is in this film. Yeah. I saw him and I was like, shit, is that Peter Dinklage? It is indeed Peter Dinklage. It is. It is the Dink himself. And like, and, and, and the whole scene, like Will Ferrell is like the stupid dude who just keeps like, saying slurs at him basically 
like as, because he's ignorant because it's the but first it, little it's, person he's seen outside of the north pole right but it's it's like the the joke is like him just like basically like being a fucking like ass like asshole not yeah. on oh, purpose so they, they, that's the joke they repeated in anchorman too yeah Rem- remind yeah. me of that joke when he goes to see his girlfriend's family yeah oh and right he just keep, he, he just he he just keeps Every time he tries to open his mouth to say anything, he just says black instead. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Here, another issue I have with the end of this movie. So the, the sequence of events is very, like, specific. So Buddy the Elf goes and contemplates suicide on the Brooklyn Bridge, right? Santa mm-hmm. Claus comes out of the sky and his sleigh crashes in, in Central Park because the clausometer hits zero. The reason the clausometer hits zero is because it, it happens at the same time as uh, Walter, Buddy's real dad, decides that Buddy is more important than pitching a new book. And he, he chooses family over work. And at that exact yeah. moment, the Christmas spirit level drops to zero. And that feels <laughs> wrong to me. Yeah, what the... I, I kind of wondered about the timing of that as well. I assumed that maybe it was really because of, like, him, like, uh, Will Ferrell's character being suicidal. Like, I thought maybe that's what it was supposed to read as, but yeah, it really was just timed right with the, like, his dad basically being, like, fuck you to his boss. Yeah, or or, or is it that when the clausometer that, hits that zero been, because like, of the boss being a huge asshole? I don't... Maybe there's a lag time between <laughs> the Christmas rays that somebody emanates and them being absorbed by the clausometer. So you're saying you it's like they... it's like it's th- like the way light works. Yeah, well, very slow light. So cl- I would or say sound. more like nuclear radiation. So you're saying okay. you're saying that claus- the clausometer operates on like 56k and it's it needs to be on yeah. broadband. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say it, it's on uh yeah, it's on dial up. Yes. See, Christmas spirit is a series of tubes. <laughs> oh, okay. Brad, that is more true than you know. It's not just a dump truck. <laughs> because, <laughs> because we see the shiny mailroom that Buddy gets to sent to work in, and it is, in fact, a series of tubes. Oh, no, I took us further back into the plot. This is like snakes and ladders when you have to go down on <laughs> I'm snake. surprised that they refrained from just, like, making a real gross joke when he was getting excited about how, how sucky the, uh... Uh, the this pneumatic is a tube movie. Yeah, this tubes is a, were. Listen, Will Ferrell's yeah. not that tall. Dude, these family movies still have some gross shit in them sometimes. I guess. <sighs> they they like to sneak <sighs> stuff in. I, I, I don't know anymore, guys. Like there's only so much of this movie that I can take. And this is a movie that I watch I find myself watching it at least once a year because I hate myself. It's part of the unfortunate experience of it being sort of Let's let's just go ahead and it's, get into it. It's the modern it's, Christmas canon. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because it's not very good. It's not bad, but it's yeah. It is the least. It is maybe the least garbage on top of a giant heaping pile of garbage. There I are s- certainly better Christmas movies, but they're not like okay mainstream enough or family friendly enough in order to achieve this. Okay, so that that begs you know that begs the question then. What is the best Christmas movie of the last twenty years? Tokyo Godfathers, hands down. Done. I haven't seen that. Okay, I, that, I will give you that. I actually forgot. <laughs> I forgot about Tokyo Godfathers. 
is this a listener question or is this no a this joke is a, this is a me question like if we're talking about the the modern like christmas canon of movies that come on you know all the time everybody watches them everybody knows them it's it's elf and it's uh bad I mean, santa maybe there, for there's adults. there's elf but there's so many other better movies you know what i'm yeah. saying it's not just tokyo godfathers but i'm just thinking about tokyo godfathers right now and i'm getting goosebumps like <laughs> it's such a good movie it's got everything it's got charity it's got the nativity it's got all of these great themes and yet you know it's not accessible because it's cartoon it's a japanese yeah, and, and, cartoon, but, so. but they don't put three homeless people on pajama pants and sell them to kids correct oh exactly which let me tell you is is the one part of elf that bugs me the most because on christmas day when my whole my whole family convenes for breakfast my um, my uncle's family like at least two people on that side of the family will wear buddy the elf pajama pants with the will ferrell screaming face on them and <laughs> Gotta love it. sorry condolences so yeah I'm I'm the black sheep of the family who has to wear the Die Hard t-shirt at Christmas. So there's that. But also, yeah. also eh, I don't know. My brother's family will probably all show up wearing uh, Christmas vacation shirts, which is fine. Yeah, and that's perfectly fine. And honestly, you know what, y'all? It's, it's hell out there. You do you. I really yeah. don't care that much. It's mm. just... That do image keeps you sane as the, long as it's not infringing on anyone else. Yeah, you you do you as long as I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I don't begrudge people for liking this movie. Let's not let's not say that. Oh no, yeah, no, no, it's, I it's really a lot don't. of people's no, no. like it's people are familiar with it. Like a lot of people now have grown up with it because oh, I mean two thousand and three was almost twenty years ago at this point. God, I'm so old. Yeah, this is the it's it's basically. Christmas stories, but 20 years in advance, except Christmas story was better than this, but I'm just saying that because I'm old, I guess. Right, yeah. Everything that was around when we were young is always better than yeah. the things that came after. Listen, the early so- 80s were always going to be better than the early 2000s. Absolutely. Oh, God. The aughts. What a... I don't know. You're supposed None to like None of us like were the- even alive in the early 80s. You were supposed to like the age that you, like, came of age best, but man, the aughts... No, the early aughts were... are now the second oh. worst time in modern human history. <laughs> it's yeah. so bad. Com- is the first now? Yes, Brad, of course <laughs> okay. it is. Good, I, wanted, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> take, you have to ask. Take a look around you, I don't you, know Brad. why I had... We're at the threshold of hell. <laughs> Take a look around I, you. You don't see anybody because you can't leave your house. I just wanted to make sure we were clear on that. Um, we haven't heard from Jonathan in a while. Is he okay? I'm trying to figure out what movie other than this fucking dog shit would actually be a 2000, <laughs> uh, post-2000, like, addition to the Christmas canon. I noticed and... you're actually looking at the Christmas Creeps website. Like, <laughs> because they all <laughs> really watch this tag on here. I thought I you passed I don't remember that we watched fucking Christmas Dragon or Millions or Oh god. Good god. Oh, I remember watching Millions. Uh no. Uh didn't I see the kid that was in that recently and actually like recognized him as such? Uh maybe. It I don't was know. so random. But what did we watch that movie like 4 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, it was episode that- 5. Oh my god, like 5 years ago. You know what's a better Christmas movie than this? Bone Alone? Trading Trading Places. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it really is. Well, again, trading places like there, it's the same as this though, where at a certain point at the end of the film, they just plain gave up. Yeah, because at the end you, you get like this, yeah, but you get like the blackface thing and the the scene where the oh, gorilla rapes yeah. the guy. And Wait, I forgot about what? all that shit. I don't remember this. You don't. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to do Dan. I was like, look, either I get a fucking ghost or I get blackface. It's one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's get a, a let's weirdo. maybe get another listener question going here. Okay, yeah, let's get away from this uncomfortable hey, topic. Hey, we got we finally well not finally, but uh, our last listener question is actually a four part question from our friend Booker. Oh hell yeah! Uh, so what is your fondest memory of the last ninety nine episodes? <laughs> the last episode. <laughs> Was it the on last, this this part? episode? The lost episode. Oh, the lost episode. The Santa Claus 2 episode. Was it on this podcast or the previous one, Rust in Peace to that fucking thing, where we got to make fun of Brad for not knowing how Kool-Aid is made? <laughs> what? I don't... I do remember I that. Been, I remember that very yeah. clearly. That must have been our previous previous podcast, but also I do not have a single inkling of recollection of what you're talking about. I remember talking about that, like, in Joe's dining room in his apartment, we, his old apartment. We were ra- We were ragging on you because... You didn't realize that you had to put sugar in Kool-Aid. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think that didn't they sell a version of Kool-Aid that had sugar mixed in with yeah. it already, which is like how lazy do you have to be? But I think my parents used that. Yeah, version. I think there was, but I think you didn't have that, so you were like, "Oh, this is bad. I must have done it wrong." Yeah, the, the kind <laughs> with the sugar mixed in already is in the big canister. If you have a little packet, no, that doesn't have sugar in it. Yeah, okay. Didn't you end up making Kool-Aid, like, not long after because of that? Well, I like Kool-Aid all the time. It's it's just, I should, it's just like, at some point you're just like, man, I shouldn't be drinking this much sugar. Yeah. (laughs) All it is is flavored sugar water. It really is. Um, Kool-Aid packets are actually really good for dyeing, like, yarn and fabric and stuff. Because they have uh, citric acid already in them. Because that's basically, like, one of the big flavors, flavorants in Kool-Aid. I've heard people like pouring them into pickle jars and eating the pick- resulting pickles afterwards. Yeah, Kool-Aid pickles are a thing. That's like a state fair thing. Um, people dye their hair with Kool-Aid because it's not as like permanent. But still, the 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 dye in Kool-Aid to like make it all the different colors is a pretty like a pretty hardy dye for what it is. And with like the the acid acts as like a uh, it like fixes it to the fabric. Hmm. Fun fun fact I learned recently that you can do the same thing with hydrangea plants. You can oh, sp- nice. you can spray Kool Aid on hydrangeas and they will soak it up and the p like it will change the pH in the soil to the point where it they will change colors often to the color of whatever it is you sprayed it with. That's awesome. Hmm. I know that um, people dye flowers by like feeding them basically like colored water. I yeah, think yeah, that's Food that's coloring. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my, I remember we used to do that with carnations. My right. favorite memory from the, the whole history of this show, I've got to say, it was it was the thing that the made up TV show that I created that I still think about to this day. Where we were talking, it was some like Netflix Christmas movie. I came up with a spinoff on Westworld. Where was it when we watched like the Christmas Prince or something it was, like that? It was the it was the Christmas Inheritance. Yeah, that's yeah, it. that one, that one. Because I remember now, like the week after we talked about that, a Clickhole article came out 
about Westworld, but being about divorce. So someone at ClickHole is definitely listening to this show, is what you're saying. We see you, we hear you. Yes. Um, dear Clickle, can you please introduce me to the Garbage Sons? Yeah, the Garbage Sons are the best. <laughs> yes, the dreaded Laramie. Okay. Lan- uh, Lance and Blake. Any other answers for that question? Yes. I think it was the first episode that I was invited to. Merry Friggin' Christmas, where I watched it while driving back. Oh my in, god, like, a I remember that. Session. And then, like, I basically marathoned it from where I live now to my hometown where Joe Joe is, where everybody else is, while watching this on an iPhone, half watching the road, half watching this movie, and then talking about this movie, like, as soon as I bust into the door, <laughs> Kramer style, in order to record the first episode that I'm allowed to be on. Brad, I regret to inform you that the past 91 episodes have all been uh, a, a, a figment of your imagination. You're dead now. Holy shit. Oh no. oh no. I'm not real. <laughs> oh. No, this has all been a simulation and the end of the end of the simulation is the the global pandemic. Your brain is shutting down. Oh, I've just fuck. turned off the lights in the room I'm in just to simulate that. <laughs> it's, it's getting dark. <laughs> it's all too real now. Goodbye, cruel world. Oh, alas. But hey, Booker asked three more questions. Oh, hell yeah. Real talk, just in general, I think my favorite times were uh, when we used to come over and record in person when we were able to. That was uh, so fun. That was always really fun because we would get pretty yeah, rowdy. I, I, one of my favorite episodes still is when you were trying to spring on us that Brad was at your apartment to record about Jurassic World. And I was just like, fuck you, we'll be there in 20. <laughs> yeah. And I, it was because I think I showed up unannounced to record Jurassic World, right? Because we were yeah. we were prepared to do it like via Skype, I think, and then all of a sudden Brad showed up and completely upended the entire afternoon. Yeah, that's what I do. But it was a fun time. It was very. That fun. was another good episode too. Yeah, it was. Oh boy. So uh, next question: What is your one wish for the future of Christmas creeps? Oh, in a word, money. <laughs> I am very bad at monetizing this show. Patreon. Uh, we're, we're, um, yeah, I don't know. We we've said before on the show that we're kind of wary about Patreon, mostly because like I don't like the idea of charging people money to listen to this show. Oh yeah, the fuck that guy from Pomplamoos. Yeah, basically any. I think any like income like that you would want to make like extra content for it yeah just to just to like go under the hood for a second (laughs) yeah and the way we do this show like that's not happening that is just not in the cards i mean we can sell t-shirts with the christmas creeps logo which i love i would yeah absolutely make a t-shirt of that or stickers or something we could do that but i'm very wary of charging money to listen to this free product fun fact the uh the person who made the Christmas Creeps logo worked on uh, The Last of Us 2, didn't they? Yes, he did. Yes, <laughs> he did. Some pedigree there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, half serious answer, getting Joe to play Yakuza 0 because it is a Christmas video game. I make no promises, but okay. Is that? Um, and have that and full serious answer, I just appreciate the ability to take some time every two weeks in order to have an excuse to drink more than I should. <laughs> fair 
I mean, sometimes you have to take time out to be a dad, but also sometimes you have to take time off from being a dad. To be a creep. Yeah. Brad. Yes. Just be a creepy non-dad for a minute. Brad. Take time to be yes. a dad today. I did. <laughs> I took a lot of time to be a dad today, okay? <laughs> Too much. Zero is not on PS Plus for free, but Yakuza, Yakuza Kiwami was whatever Yakuza Kiwami was. I know I have it's a remake of That's a remake of one, okay. but not a, not a Christmas game, I should mention. Other, ans- as, other answers. As uh, someone who's only on this podcast like once a year. <laughs> um, I money for joe because he works he puts a lot of work into this that's true and then stupid me decided to start a second podcast so yeah Yeah. what the fuck joe i don't know i don't know i want more of our favorite punching bags to make christmas movies so we have more reason to punch them yeah you want cliffy b to make a christmas movie man he used to drive a real stupid car (laughs) (laughs) he he blocked my old account on twitter because i made fun of his car i used to live like my uh an ex that i was with when i lived in this area worked in like basically the same area that he did like where the office parks were over where epic was oh you've seen his shitty car just like around yeah i i saw an orange lambo once over there and i made fun of it and he told he said it couldn't have been him because he was on an airplane at the time (laughs) someone stole his (laughs) shitty car i told him i I told him well i hate to be the one to tell you that someone stole your shitty ass car dude oh my god And he blocked you for that? <laughs> he blocked me for something else afterwards, oh, but yeah. Okay. You probably said something exceedingly rude to my him. Favorite, <laughs> my favorite person to get me to block on Twitter is I got Will Wheaton to block me. Because he said, shut no. up, Wesley. No, I didn't. It was he, he was complaining about people telling him, shut up, Wesley, and just talking about how he had to block a bunch of garbage. And I told him, perhaps it is you that is the garbage block. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are your favorite non-Christmas movies? Hmm. Uh, the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski is my favorite movie. Like it has been mm-hmm. for a long time. So good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Co-signed. Uh, I, I feel like that makes me like a very simple person, but I fucking love that movie. My uh, on on my letterboxed page, it, my, my four favorite films. Uh, so in the middle, I've got my two quote-unquote serious films, The Hudsucker Proxy and Night of the Hunter. But then on the ends, it's Shaun of the Dead and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So. Oh, Shaun of the Dead <laughs> is so good. I do love me some Shaun of the Dead, but I also cannot deny I love Ninja Turtles so much. Like, scary costume Ninja Turtles? or Like, like original, fil- original feature like Jim Henson scary costume Ninja Turtles, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, the Turtles Christmas special. We wish you a Turtle Christmas. Love it. Love it. Also hate it. (laughs) I love that I would like to unsee it. it. I hate that we watched it for this show. Yeah, you were talking earlier about like what we wish we could unsee. Honestly, I feel like I've kind of eternal sunshine like most of the bad movies that I watched for this. Yours is a superpower. I wish I had. I think my superpower is just uh, (laughs) being intoxicated when I watch these. That's fair. Um, So. Any other answers, or should I move on to the last question? Uh, three-way tie mm-hmm. between Hot Fuzz, The Taste of Tea... Ooh, that's a good one. ...and The Grand Budapest Hotel. That's nice. also a good one. Yeah. J-Man? I love Die Hard with a Vengeance, just because of how much uh, 
Willis and Jackson are very good being angry at each other. If I just go by what movie I've seen the most, I think, honestly, the movie I've seen the most is probably Tommy Boy. <laughs> what a movie! How can you go wrong with Tommy Boy, dude? Oh, man. I've never seen Tommy Boy, but I just remember Fat Man in a little coat from oh, like, the God. TV commercials. Karen needs to... John, you need to make Karen watch Tommy Boy tonight. Right? Haven't we... I, I swear I've made you watch Tommy you Boy You have before. not! I have still never seen it. I know I've put Tommy Boy on while I was doing something. That doesn't like, mean I watched it. <laughs> My middle sister could and probably still can sit there and quote Tommy Boy start to finish from memory. <laughs> wow. Straight up recite it. That's fantastic. Okay, guys. Final question. And I really, I honestly, I hate that Booker ended his tweet with this. And I hate that I have to ask Because <laughs> we're going to talk for two more no, hours. I don't, I don't hate it. I love it. <sighs> so, what video games are y'all playing? None, because he made me talk about fucking Elf. Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm in an MMO yep. hole, you guys. Animal Crossing. I'm still playing Animal Crossing. I'm getting caught back up in Animal Crossing. Right now my, my Switch is set to June 26th. Oh. Yeah, I um I stopped playing Animal Crossing because I started playing FF14. Yeah, I got kind of burnt out on Animal Crossing. I check in every once in a while. The problem is that they are very slowly with seasonal events reintroducing shit that shouldn't be in there already. Like, it's like, July, now you can dive. It's like, really? I could dive at the beginning of New Leaf. Yeah. I feel like a bunch of furniture sets that were in every other version are missing. Oh, that sucks. I don't know. I, I get, get that feeling. I want to get still back a great into game. it. I, I also, like, for a while, too, though, got into uh, blasting through the Picross games and uh, finished all the ones that have come out on Switch, like the main Jupiter series. Mm. Um... Very quickly. Now you gotta, now you gotta do uh, Kimono Friends and Overlord. Yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, find some more for cross games because I I just really ripped those ones up. Uh, I finished all the puzzles, uh, got all stars on everything in all five games. Was it five or four? I can't remember. Four, four, four. right now. It's all, a great all, podcast all, game. All four games. Oh yeah. Um, but that's what I did. I uh, I was playing that a lot and listening to uh, I was listening to a lot of not another D and D podcast. It's a very good podcast. Hey, hey speaking of uh, video game specs, I have to have a question related to Elf to ask everybody. Yes. Yeah. In the movie, when we first meet uh, Buddy's uh, half brother Michael, he's telling his friends about a video game and all of the stats that he has in it. Yeah. He says, yeah, John... he says, quote, I've got every weapon in the game, full health, full armor. What the fuck game is he talking about? Didn't he say all the weapons? I thought I for some reason every time that I've watched this before I assumed that they were just basically doing like a GTA type thing. He, he's playing Metroid. That's what it is. It's Metroid Prime. Okay. John, that tra- could be it. I, I was I, trying to think of a game that that had health upgrades and armor upgrades and shit. That's Metroid Prime. That's what it is. And weapon And it had come upgrades. around around that time. I literally wrote Metroid Prime in my notes, yes. <laughs> I agree. Holy shit. <laughs> nice. I didn't say what I've been playing. Brad, what have you been playing? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, I've been playing Catherine Full Body. It's a problematic fave. <laughs> 
I all I know about the Catherine games is like the cover basically, and it looks like a super like horny game. Yeah, like like you look at it as like, oh, this game's about titties, right? And like, oh no, I'm climbing up a block tower. What? Where the, where it's the titties go? It's very good. All I all I want to say is for everything that you've heard about the game that may be problematic, and that may be true. It's a good game at its core. And I there mean, is the line later yeah, in the game. Everyone has problematic and, faves. That's fine. Yeah. And I quote, fucking blocks. I'm going to climb the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> that is a line from the game. It, that that just feels a lot like a fucking magnets. How do they work? <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a very good game. Um, please seek it out and play it. If you've not there, there are some issues some of which have been resolved in the the full body version. Some of which have been maybe made a little bit worse oh, because no. Japan. I don't know. Whatever. It's a good game. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I I've also been stuck in a Dungeons and Dragons hole because the other games I've been playing have all been like Icewind Dale. Yeah, and, and we're in we're in two Dungeons and Dragons campaigns and also in a Savage Worlds campaign right now. So we. Dang. It's only two games a week. The two D and D campaigns switch my, off. My head is full of dice. Yeah, but yeah, there's been a lot of that, a lot of D and D. But yeah, you've been playing. John has been playing Final Fantasy fourteen with me too. Nice, nice. That's cool. I I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Texas Hold'em Poker online with our friend Porter. <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome! <laughs> yeah, I noticed. You'll... Literally every night for the last like two months. Holy shit. Uh, it's been in our Discord has been nothing but poker. <laughs> yeah, every night I every every night just immediately I, I will see Joe and then his brother just immediately started playing Providence Poker. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. But the the best the, we've we've come up with a fake rule. I think I've talked about this before. We've come up with a fake rule for ourselves that has infected our brains to the point where we can no longer play real poker anymore because it will destroy <laughs> oh. us. Have you guys really been doing this? Yes, yes, we have. <laughs> Go on. What have you done? Tell us. When you get your pocket cards, if you have pocket 6-9, you have to go all in. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, is, nice. that, is that account actually yours? Yes, yes it is. I Let's thought it was it. just an in-joke. I didn't know you guys actually had to, like, just basically made an unwritten rule that you do go all no, in that's, in a pocket 6-9. The unwritten rule is you have to do it once a night. <laughs> if you get it, you have to do it. Is this, that's like, lovely. a game, just a game that you guys play amongst each other? Or are you playing, like, online poker for, like, money? <laughs> no, it's a it's a game called Prominence Poker. It's like a, I think it's a Russian poker game. But, like, <laughs> every day you log in and they give you X amount of fake dollars to play with. Uh-huh. It's funny money that you play with randos but you can also be at the same table with your friends exactly exactly nice. and so among the three of us like if we see one of we, we see one person go all in we have to make the calculation hmm does he have pocket six standard does he actually have good cards <laughs> but then what are the chances like you get pocket six nine and then end up getting like a full house oh it happens it has happened <laughs> or like a flush it's or the something. best feeling in the world when you win with pocket six nine but that's why we can no longer actually ever go to a real poker table because it will destroy us. I thought us. you were going to say, like, if you got a pocket 6-9, you, like, had to say nice so everyone would know. Oh, you do. Oh, you do. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. And and <laughs> the best is, like, you, you can do little emotes for your character in the game. So whenever somebody goes up all in pocket 6-9, like, the other two will just start clapping. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I love uh, this rule. This is so much fun. It's it's great. I love it. And it's also They should incorporate that to like into like general poker rules. <laughs> the world tour of poker or whatever it's called would be so yeah. much better if if you had to go all in on 69. If it was like oh, mandated. It would be so fun. Uh, fun fun things are fun. So yeah. ladies and gents, uh this is, has been our 100th podcast about Christmas movies and, <laughs> and that wasn't this episode wasn't really about a Christmas movie. I mean it kind of sort of was about Elf and you know what? Elf is fine. The last thing we have to do on this show though, it was we have to actually rate Elf on our crankometer, which is our patented oh. XY axis for rating Christmas movies. The X axis is the christmas quotient how christmasy a film is and the y-axis is how good a film is so uh ladies and gentlemen uh how christmasy is elf i mean that's pretty christmasy four okay brad what explain yourself it's about a man who grew up with the l the christmas elves at the north pole and he has to save christmas not a lot of this would happen without Christmas and Santa. Okay, my, my, my real question is, why the four? Why not the five? It doesn't what? feel like it's all out Christmassy in some places to me, I would say. Because they kind of phone it in the last bit, I guess. Yeah, like like the family more, stuff is not... That's more quality, but I... Yeah. Sorry? I was going to say the family stuff is just not as like... I don't know. Yeah, the movie is more about the family stuff than it is about the Christmas stuff. Yeah, and then also, I don't think we ever actually touched on this. When we were still considering having a substantive conversation about Elf, um, <laughs> Buddy's biological family, I don't know if they explicitly state it or if it's they're just coded, but like his family is basically Jewish, right? Like They don't celebrate Christmas, and Buddy like comes in like a maelstrom and basically enforces Christmas on the entire family. Yeah, or at least like the Christmas be- trimmings. Yeah, that feels kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's I... It's like a, a family minding their own business and, like, no, this I, goofball I comes in and forced... Jewish. I got the idea that they're just Italian as fuck, because it's James Caan and that kid is trying to look incredibly Italian as well. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I'm not sure, that's, honestly. That's just... That's kind of what I got from it, but that's, yeah. that's just me. They... Um... But anyways, it's yeah. a family that doesn't really choose to celebrate Christmas, and Buddy comes in and forces it on them, regardless of their beliefs. Right. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, then, it's... like, just various other little spits just prevents it from getting the five. That's all. Yeah, just see. a gut. That's just a gut. Hey, that's thing. fair. I just, I, I, I just want to hear the explanation is all because we're on a podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's. I think that's the most I've actually talked about this movie on this podcast so far. You know what? Fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> You're probably right. I, I'm good with a four. It, it, it earns it, and it's fine. Yeah. And, the, and the soundtrack has a lot of Christmas songs, and it makes you feel mm-hmm. good in the right places, and eh, it's all right. Um, yeah. So then the Y-axis. How good is Elf? Really? Really? Mm, maybe like it's a... all right. Maybe like a one. That's kind of what I was feeling, too. There were some, like, good, like, goofs in it. Yeah, there's there's some good jokes. Most of those jokes aren't Will Ferrell, though. Like, Will, Will Ferrell's... He's not bad, but it's kind of like the, the the stuff happening around him tends to be funnier than he is. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like, it's also not super memorable, but they're like just some of the like stupid one off like little like jokes. 
I want to see Cal Gass's children's book about a tribe of asparagus that are self conscious oh about God, the way their pee yes. smells. About how their pee smells. Yeah, yeah I what? like screamed laughing. Yeah, probably, at that. My, probably my favorite moment in the movie was just when the camera first cuts to Andy Richter and KG just sitting there looking portly, basically. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> part of part of the joke is part of the joke is definitely that is that haha they're fat, but it's it's still funny just the way they're sitting there just looking so fucking eager. The fact that like basically what happens is James Con's character brings in his two best like writers and their obsession for how to make a hit Christmas book is hire a different writer and he's just like, That's brilliant, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 such a good joke and I I hundred percent believe that's how book publishing works. Yeah. And, but then they just like he leaves his notebook of ideas behind, and they're just like, "We'll just use this anyway. Yeah, we'll we'll steal this this intellectual property." <laughs> right, exactly. I guess it could go either way. James Con is Jewish, but he's also Sonny Corleone. Yeah, and the kid the kid is either coded as incredibly Jewish or incredibly Italian. I'll say he's just he's, incredibly New York City because yeah, he's, he's just incredibly New York. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I would come down on a, as a two on this. Because while I don't necessarily hate Elf, it's, especially in, like, as the years have gone on, it's become an incredibly hard film to love. Because it's, it's just so fucking obnoxious. It, I couldn't... it loses so much steam at the end, too. Where yeah. it just, it's just, it just turns into that, jo- that John Stewart joke from, like, 30 years ago. Like, every Christmas movie is just, oh, no, Christmas, what happened this year? But wait! Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. And it, I couldn't really like it, too, just for, like all the food grossness in yeah. it like like food gross out stuff makes me so sick yeah, the gum of- the like spaghetti the big plate of like sweet shit like all that stuff is just yeah, like i mean they have bugs the me. food grossness and the fact that the relationship is basically just like i'm going to annoy you until you like me yeah yeah that's aged incredibly poorly yeah especially when like it's her character Zoe's character is like a person who just hates everything. She's just got that mood about her, and he like forces Christmas and happiness upon her, and it's just right. it doesn't work. K- kind of like the family. Kind of like the family. And I think just the overall like two thousand and three ness of it kind of grates on me too, because like again, this is like immediately post nine eleven. And hey, Ed was yeah. in the movie, by the way. If we hadn't mentioned that in an hour and a half. Um, but it's it's an extremely post nine eleven movie about how great New York City is, which there's like yeah. a dozen of those, and they're all a little bit cloying now. But it also like didn't feel like post nine eleven in some ways. Like it, it kind of felt like it was trying to be like the nineties still. Yeah, a little bit nostalgic. Like, kind of downplayed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was one weird. It was just like totally stupid, but like. When he was trying to get into the the building where his dad worked with a box and like the security guards are just like dragging him out and like they just like snatch the box and carry it. It's like that seems like a hard thing to do, like post call in mind post nine eleven, like if if you come into a place carrying a box and you're like already someone whose security doesn't want there, like they're gonna think that you have like a bomb or something. Yeah, exactly. And and for that joke to end with like he gives his dad a uh, what the <laughs> fucking fuck? negligee fucking negligee lingerie. yeah lingerie yeah. it's just like yeah I, I get that he doesn't get that 
what that, that, that thing means. That was like, such a good, stupid <sighs> joke, though. That actually yeah. made me laugh. Because the, the reason he picked it up is because it had a sign next to it that says, for that special someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I get that, but I just... Uh... <laughs> I just that was a good there are, there are, for like it, as much as we kind of rag on this movie, there are good moments that the like really... when I think of them, I start laughing. Like the one where he's asleep in the store window and then just wakes up and his dad's there for some yeah. reason. He's just like, "Dad, Dad!" <laughs> or a couple times when he almost gets hit by taxis. Yeah, those are good oh, too. And the one, uh, the one where he actually gets hit by a taxi is wonderful. Yes, no, yes. yeah, that definitely that. Okay, so are, are we in agreement over a two, or do we do we want to haggle, haggle it down to a one? You know, I was kind of hard on it with a one, but then I just remembered the, some of the gags that I liked. I'll, Me too, honestly. To yeah, there, yeah. Th- there are some there are some good gags. Those good gags usually don't directly involve Will Ferrell too much, though. Yeah. Um, some of the other trappings are kind of dated. I would say is probably the best way to describe them. Um, overall, I'm, we've definitely fucking watched worse. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm good with it sure. too. We still haven't really come around on the question of what is the best post 2000 Christmas movie, though. And I hate to say it, I think it's this. I think it's Tokyo Godfathers. Didn't that come out after 2000? Yo, you know what? I forgot we said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brad already had a an impassioned uh, response to that earlier. Yeah, we didn't even get to discuss it. He just said it. <laughs> just, just saying, because you Shot know from it. The hip. Search, search your feelings. You know it to be true. I haven't seen it. I'll have to see it. You should watch it. It's ec- yeah. an excellent movie. It's a very good. Yes, and that's coming from me. And and Joe nice. does not like anime. He has an allergic reaction to anime. And he thought it was a great movie. You know, I've like come around more on anime the older I've gotten. It's weird. Like we were saying earlier, that time makes fools of us all. Twenty twenty is the year that I've decided I've unironically like Hatsune Miku. It's really nice. weird. I mean, let that weeb fa- that weeb flag fly a little bit. That's I, guess. Fi- I mean, already you love like perfume. Yes. You know. Hey, hey Brad. I yeah. have some breaking news for you. She she died. <laughs> no, 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 no. At a very young age. Since HBO Max came out, I have watched uh four Studio Ghibli films in the last week. Wow. Had you seen them before? I had seen Spirited Away before. Okay. But like, how, what else did you? Howl's watch? Moving Castle had not seen. Mm-hmm. Ponyo had not seen. Kiki's Delivery Service had not seen. I haven't actually not seen Kiki's Delivery. Service. But uh, HBO, HBO Max has like fifteen Studio Ghibli films on there, and uh, very nice. Yeah, there's a ton of them. Nice. I know that those are all like considered kind of classics too, but I've. Never seen any of them. All right, I decided to to try to find a better answer than Elf. I would look on Rotten Tomatoes, and they listed the their Christmas movies based on the highest score. <laughs> the highest score one post two thousand is Arthur Christmas. It's a decent. That's. I mean, it's better. Did we say, watch that? Yeah. We did. Yes, we it's, did. That one's good, but also like when I'm saying best, and I know this is wrong, I'm taking into like account ones that like everybody talks about. Right? Yeah, popularity. Yeah. Like, oh, ubiquitousness. Oh, okay. Oh, well then, for certain, it's Elf. It's, yeah, it's gotta be Elf. People, people also, sure as heck aren't talking about Tokyo Godfather. This list is Arthur garbage, Christmas. though. Better Watch Out is a fucking 89% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is worthless shit. <laughs> uh, 
The only other one I can think of is Polar Express. And <laughs> when did Love Actually come out? Two thousand three. Yeah. Oh, Love okay. Actually might oh, be that, the I'll real, give you that. Love one. Actually might be the real answer. Yeah. I'll give you that one because I know a lot of people that really fucking love that movie too, and mm-hmm. that's a big like holiday movie. And it has real shitty attitudes about relationships too. So there you yeah. go. Hey, two thousand three, everybody. That's a theme. Mm. So oh so fuck oh fuck this. Bad Santa is the best post two thousand Christmas movie. Fuck it all. Yeah. Well, I said that earlier, but I was like, that's more for, like, you know, adults. Listen, unless, that's, that's, you're, unless you're, like, really cool parents. Listen, if I could walk around with a t-shirt that says shit happens when you party naked, I would. Uh, same. <laughs> I would I would love Definitely. that printed on, like, fleece pajama pants. Oh, Someone yeah. please make that happen. Yeah. So we were all, I think all four of us were getting ready to try to end the show, and we all interrupted each other. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's been the whole show, right? That's the Christmas Creeps experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, that's why uh, you tune in. Welcome to the Christmas Creeps VR experience. There is no visual <laughs> aid. It's just, a, it's just a podcast. But you're exactly. welcome to wear a VR helmet if you want. Four people talking over each other, all trying to end the podcast earlier than everybody else. <laughs> we just want to make it stop. Four people constantly <laughs> trying to end a podcast for two solid hours. <laughs> I got some important Final Fantasy fourteen to play. Okay. Yeah, me too. Well, honestly, I, n- I need to level up my uh, gatherers. Well, uh, I want to go to bed. I'm trying to end the show, guys. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's then our hundredth episode. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us. If you've listened to us at all, thank you once again. If you've listened to us from the beginning, from episode one, oh, you're my favorite person ever. What? But the fuck? yeah, what the fuck are you doing with yourselves? Thank you, by the way. But uh, yeah, hey, be nice to Booker. <laughs> we love you booker and we hope you're doing well out there shout outs to booker yes they say elf on our crankometer by the way lands at a, a four two so there you go but uh nice. yeah until next time there will be a next time i think as far as i'm aware um unless the whole planet just gets wiped out yeah unless melancholia happens uh <laughs> we're, we're gonna be back <laughs> and we'll be talking about some more christmas movies so until then you can get at, at us on twitter at christmas creeps uh, go to facebook.com slash christmas creeps and like us there uh follow us on itunes or stitcher or youtube wherever you get podcasts we are there uh leave us a star rating and a review tell friends about the show do all the fun stuff you know you're supposed to do and uh, we'll see you next time do we want to call a shot for our next episode oh god i hadn't even thought about it should we keep the hits rolling and just do uh polar express oh god yeah no, I want to watch a I want to watch a talking dog movie, like some Santa Buddies bullshit. There's Puppy Star Christmas. <sighs> <laughs> Got that one on the dome piece. Happy fucking birthday to me. <laughs> no, it is. It's gonna be Joe's birthday next. I feel like yeah. Joe should choose. No. But you wanted us to call a shot, Joe. Joe, I got you a present. I won't be on unless we watch Puppy Star Christmas. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> okay, I guess we're doing Puppy Star Christmas next time, everybody. So, hey, get ready for that. <laughs> I can't believe Listen, it. Listen, I'm going to call your fucking bluff. You're going to have to watch it with me. <laughs> you asses. <laughs> anyway, this has been episode 100 of Christmas Creeps. Uh, I've, I've been Joseph Wade. I will soon shed this name and this mortal soul for uh, parts unknown. But until next time, friends, uh, stay safe out there. Uh, Stay hydrated. Merry Christmas. Wear a mask. Wear your fucking masks. Don't go outside.
Good night, everybody. Good night. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.